The following is a presentation of KSL Sports. First and 12. A total roundup of this weekend's BYU football and the new look Big 12 Conference. First and 12 is sponsored by Macy's Grocery Store. Your hosts are Mitch Harper and Alex Keery on KSL News Radio and the KSL Sports Zone. Hour number two is off and running here on First and 12 every Sunday, 10 a.m. to noon. Here on KSL News Radio and the KSL Sports Zone, also on podcasts wherever you get your podcast and on the KSL Sports app. However, and wherever you're listening, we appreciate you, Mitch Harper, Alex Carey, Alex. Man, this was tough, but it's time we've got to unveil our latest installment of the Big Twelve Power Rankings. The Big Twelve Power Rankings Big Board. A weekly rank of all 12 programs from the elite to the bottom dwellers. Tops of the uh, power rankings, of course, stays the same because they didn't play this week. Oklahoma and Texas, after their Red River rivalry from last week, uh, staying right at the top there. And really, they're the only consistent part of this thing, Mitch. I mean, it's like, thank heavens they didn't play a game this weekend. Otherwise, we'd have to be shifting everybody else around. Uh, we got some consistency. That's what we wanted in this thing. So Texas and Oklahoma. Oklahoma number one, Texas number two. After that, it's anybody's freaking conference to be had between three and, frankly, 12, right? I mean, that's kind of yeah. – because 13 and 14, I don't know. I mean, maybe we're going to get impressed by Baylor and UCF at some point this year. Baylor will probably only be impressed with after they let Dave Aranda go. Uh, I mean, just just like it's like, you know, when they uh, they lay off a bunch of people at a company and they go, oh, the stock price went up. That's like Baylor's most important improvement that they could have is uh, is probably getting rid of some of those uh, those coaches. Uh, all right. So here's the so after one and two, we ruminated on this one and I still feel OK about it. I don't want you to feel you're like, I feel that ick from putting uh, Kansas State at number three, but I'm OK with Kansas State being number three. They got a nice win in Lubbock uh, last night. And, and you know, five touchdowns from your quarterback is not a bad way to do it. And you're the defending champions. You kind of got some uh, some of your swagger back a little bit. And I just don't see – it's I don't see all the other teams behind them doing enough. Uh, everybody else is eating each other behind them. And I think that that's the only reason you kind of put them at three. And out of any of these teams that's kind of in the, you know, next grouping after Texas and Oklahoma, I'm going to trust a, a, a Chris Kleiman team to start to turn things around. And they did uh, in Lubbock with a freshman quarterback in Avery Johnson. Number four, how about this one? A couple weeks ago, we would have laughed at the idea of this team being in the top four. But Iowa State, they're 3-1 and one in league play, 4-3 and three overall. Remember, Alex, they lost to Ohio. Not, not the Ohio State. They lost to the Bobcats <laughs> in Athens. And Iowa State checking in at number four. Uh, Iowa State's number four. And I think that that's a good pick because they've they I mean they've probably done more they than anybody it. right now. Yes, I think we've seen them do more than anybody in the last couple of weeks. Is that wrong? I mean, I, I yeah. Uh, aside from Oklahoma, right? But I mean, in terms of a shock as to where they are on this list, we for one second had that discussion about uh, Iowa State maybe even surpassing Kansas State. That's how good Matt Campbell's team has been so far. West Virginia at five. I'm okay with that one because of how they lost that game. That really is a is, is a cruddy way to lose that one, and I know it's Houston, and I know Houston's found themselves at the bottom of the list, but you know that's just about right. Uh, you know, a team at the very bottom be, beating a team in the in the upper middle levels. That's that's kind of where we've seen that. So West Virginia is at number five. 
Number six, Kansas. I got to say, Alex, it would be interesting to see where Kansas would be with a healthy Jalen Daniels. The last time we saw him was when they took on BYU, and yeah. he looked great. They looked like they were ready to be a title contender. They've been, you know, 500 team without him. Jason Bean's done a nice job, and he's a good backup quarterback. I mean, what a luxury for Kansas to have him. Uh, but they had a tough loss to Oklahoma State, so they're slipping a little bit. They're still – they've got the talent to be – you know, vying in that top four of the league. But, uh, you know, you lose on the road. you got to eventually win some games on the road in league play if you want to be in that upper tier of this conference. Besides Iowa State, the team at number seven that has shocked both you and I and I think everybody, <laughs> and I think it's exactly the way we should have. I don't know why we fell for this. I know this is what Mike Gundy does like every year it seems like. But Oklahoma State, with that win over Kansas, has inched their way up and out of the obscurity at the very bottom of the basement. But they've been creeping up the week upon week here after those embarrassing losses that they had at the beginning of the season. But Oklahoma State now number seven and uh, moving on up. And Mike Gundy's, uh, you know, kind of looking a little bit more like himself. Look, Oklahoma State looking a little bit more like themselves. A couple good wins over the past couple of weeks has them at the number seven spot. Eight and nine, this is uh, where we start to get really, really sticky here, Mitch. TCU checks in at number eight as after they get that huge win over team number nine, BYU. The Cougs fall four spots in this power ranking, and I think that's fair after a beatdown uh, by 33 points to TCU, who was at the number 10 spot. So they jump up two places in the power rankings. I think this is fair, and it's a big tumble for the Cougars as they don't yeah. look like they you know, suddenly are in that vying for that top five spot, but Hey, they, this thing, this league's crazy. Anything can happen. Cannibalism's going to yep. happen in this conference. It does. But uh, BYU took a big step back in this well, loss to TCU. Let, let me make another. Let me just make another little uh, plea as to why BYU should be in that spot as well. I know they're four and two, and there's some teams with maybe a few more losses ahead of them, including TCU. But I will say that that ranking kind of goes along with how productive they've been, right? I mean, right. that offense has been – the numbers reflect about that type of a team. In fact, it felt a little bit like, oh, boy, I think that those chickens are finally coming home to roost on some of those weird, wonky numbers that showed them being outgained every game, every week, every time. And then finally uh, TCU goes, no, we're not going to do this thing. We're going to outgain you, and we're going to embarrass you too. And that's why BYU is now at nine, which is crazy because they've been moving up the entire time. And they started out at that 9, 10, and 11 uh, spot for some of these folks uh, throughout the uh, beginning of the year there. So uh, where they're going to end up, who knows, but there you go. Uh, another team that's kind of uh, made a little bit more of some strides and then went backward a little bit is Texas Tech. Uh, this past week, Texas Tech was number six on our list, and now they go another four spots down. It was kind of an embarrassing loss uh, at home to Kansas State, and uh, I think you're also looking at a team that's looking their wounds with another – I know you're shocked, Mitch, but a quarterback injury for another team in the conference. Well, and Texas Tech can cannot stop the run. Nope. And if you're looking ahead going back to BYU, if you can't run on Texas Tech, you're not going to be able to run on anyone because Tech just cannot get anything done in their rush defense. Number 11, Houston. They deserve some props for pulling out a win. It was a wonky finish, wild, crazy game in H-Town, but – Cougs get it done, taking down the Mountaineers, so they bump up from uh, the cellar at number 14, up three spots to number 11. How about Cincinnati, who cannot buy a win right now in conference play? And the Bearcats have now lost four games in a row, including one to BYU. But just looking week upon week, 
Cincinnati, the Bearcats have been a shock to me because I thought that they would maybe come in and I know that this is not the playoff team from a few years ago. I know that this is not Luke Fickle running the program anymore. What I, what I do know, though, is that they know how, some of these cats know how to win, man. And so that's why it's been a shock to me that they haven't been able to pull some things together because they have NFL talent on the roster, and it, it just surprises me to get to four losses in a row. Uh, and, you know, who knows how long this free fall is going to end up with the Bearcats. Number 13, Baylor. Mac Rhodes, their AD, calling out – Jeff Grimes, the offensive coordinator, and the head coach, Dave Aranda, saying mm-hmm. they got to change things up offensively. They had a bye this weekend. He said that in an interview with 365 Sports. What changes do you think is going to happen with Baylor at, on, on offense? You yeah, it's going to be it, – it's going to be – I don't know exactly what you change. I don't know if Jeff Grimes gets shifted around. I don't know if Dave – you know how this works in this business, Mitch, the head coach, if they're going to – before they save themselves, they start pairing off some of the people that are around them. Is that going to affect the former offensive coordinator at BYU, Jeff Grimes? And that that Baylor team has just – I haven't seen anybody go from Big 12 uh, uh, end-of-the-season champion from two years ago to last year being very middle of the road to this year being very, very, very bad and, frankly, looking like a team that anybody could go down there to Waco to beat. Number 14, UCF. They take on the seller. The Knights are in that 14th spot. Would not have seen that coming this year. Uh, I got to say, though, I don't know when it's going to get fixed for UCF. They just seem like a team that's not trying hard. (laughs) Gus Malzahn got a big contract extension. Things aren't looking good in Orlando, the place that they call the future of college football. It's looking like it's not being ignited yet for the Knights. You know what it's really looking like, Mitch, is that all of these teams that have come in, three from the AAC, BYU is an independent. All the things that people dreaded from their from their fan bases, which is like, hey, man, it's a gauntlet. As soon as you get into, into that Big yep. 12 uh, you know, conference play, it's going to be a rigor week in and week out. And it's not just that. It's proven to be beyond uh, you know, hard for these teams to be able to adjust. And I think it just has to do with it's not that they don't have the talent. I think that they just have to adjust to all the attention – all the week in, week out, the travel's a little bit different, and then there's just no rest for the wicked in these things. Well, you, you get a bye week, and that's about it, but you know what? Every week, any of these teams, as they've proven, can beat each other. And I think one thing, too, that we've learned in, in Big 12 play around the midway point of the season, there's no just you know Purdue in this league where you know you're going to win by 20 or 30 every right. single week. You know, there, there's – in the Big 10 and the SEC, they got their Vanderbilts, they got their Purdue. There's none of that in this Big 12. Like, UCF – if they're the worst team in this league, it speaks to this team's got this league has got some some depth. Now it's a bunch of you know seven and five, six and six, eight and four depth this year, but there's talented teams that it's just it's truly no weeks off. Whereas in the Big Ten and SEC, there's about two or three weeks where you're probably going to get it done and you're going to win that game, and because this team is just a mess. That that's not the case in this conference and. You know, maybe UCF could be that, but if that's the worst team, I think it shows the depth in this league. we got to take a break, though, Alex. On the other side, we'll get to our Big 12 sound roundup, the best cuts, the quotes from all the coaches and players around the conference. It's first and 12 here on the KSL Sports Zone and KSL News Radio.